This is your girl, Sada Star, coming to you with another episode of A Day in the Life of the Alpha Woman, the official podcast of the Easy Breezy Life Community. Before I jump into today's topic, if this is your first time joining us, the Easy Breezy Life is a community of strong-willed women who understand that it can be so challenging to manage faith, family, life, and pursue our goals. Well, here at the Easy Breezy Life, you're going to find a community of like-minded women who are just as fierce, focused, and fired up as you are. It's also important that I let you know that everything we share on this platform is for education and entertainment purposes only. Because we believe that the Easy Breezy Life is a group project, we want you to seek out professional help in every way, shape, or form that you might need it. We are going to take a brief break, and we'll be back with this week's episode. Hey, 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 it is with a grateful heart and just warm sentiment that I come today for the final episode of season seven. It's been a great season on and off the air. And I want to thank you for continuing to be on this journey together as we evolve as we progress, as we do all of the things that God has called us to be, we have come to a point where your girl is going into another season of rest. Seasons of rest are very interesting for me because it oftentimes means putting down like one thing instead of another. Um, Very rarely am I not doing anything at all. However, The way that I look at seasons of rest in my life is slowing down just a bit in my public facing arenas so that I can focus on my inner court or AKA my real life with my family, Um, defining family as the people who live in my house. So I will be taking a very long hiatus this time around. It is April. You probably should not expect to hear from me on here till around end of August or September. However, here are some ways that you can stay in contact with me. Our IG stories are always going. So if you follow us on Instagram, make sure that you um, put on your notifications for when I post stories. Um, I may go live occasionally on there. And um, you will be able to see me on my personal Facebook page. Uh, meaning the business page, Asada O on Facebook. I'm very active on LinkedIn. Our weekly newsletters will continue for a season. And you can expect bi-weekly blog posts on the Easy Breezy Life website. So rest just means slowing down, not completely disappearing, um, but maybe not being as in your face as you are used to me being. So keep in touch, read up, respond to the newsletters. Thank you for opening them. Thank you for reading them. And um, I do hope you have a good summer. But before I go, I want to talk about the biggest lesson of this season. And the topic of this episode is called, and that's final, right? Season finale, pun intended. 
I am in a place in my life, and I think we will all go through these waves multiple times in our lives, right? As we get closer to God, pruning season does not end. It just becomes a cycle. God prunes you, you bear fruit. He prunes you again, you bear more fruit. And what I find with every pruning season is that there are relationships, connections that I have to disconnect or either reroute or redesign or redefine for the season that I'm in. Now, Every season that I redefine a relationship does not mean that the relationship is necessarily over. It just means accepting that it has run its course for the purpose it's intended to serve at that moment. And so today I want to talk about the difference between burning bridges, closing doors versus closing curtains. And then lastly, the importance of taking care of you, which is something... I think I am getting so much better at um, in this season and I want to share some strategies and some ways that I do that um, because maybe you also need a little bit of help in creating more space for you so that you can be a blessing to others without running on empty. All right, let's get into it. First thing I want to talk about is burning bridges. You will hear the popular secular term that says, um, you know, don't burn any bridges, don't burn any bridges, you never know you have to walk back across it. And I also want to let you know that that is not biblical advice. Sis, every bridge is not yours. Every open door is not yours. Every relationship is not sent by the Lord. So if you function your life saying don't burn any bridges, um, you're going to keep some doors and some paths open that really need to be closed. Now, one thing that I am learning that I have not always been good at, I will confess here so we can all get free, is when I burn a bridge, sometimes it's like gasoline to strike a match. I think what I'm learning is that sometimes you can just like clip the ends of that bridge and it still don't lead back to you, but it doesn't hurt as much as burning the bridge, if you get what I'm saying. Um, In the Bible, there are certain relationships that God specifically says that we really have no business with, right? And some examples of that, two big examples for me um, that I've started to use as a marker for whether or not I want to pursue any kind of close proximity relationship with anyone is in Psalm 1 and then 2 Timothy chapter 2 verses 20. So Psalm 1 says, happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or take the path that sinners tread. Or sit in the seat of scoffers. What is a scoffer? A scoffer is a person who mocks or makes fun of someone else, of other things, often religion or moral values. And you need to understand that in every environment you find yourself in, you're going to find a scoffer. People who think making jest of others, mocking others, or mocking the beliefs of others is good sport. God tells us to separate ourselves from that. It also says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, that to not fool ourselves, bad friends will destroy you. Bad company corrupts good morals. It corrupts good character. So you ain't going to be the one in a sea full of triflingness to turn everybody right. Right? That means that if I walk in a room and I see that I'm surrounded by triflingness to my left and my right, It is time to go. Um, It is not time to sit and say, I'm just going to be the light in a dark place. Uh Uh-uh. Not when it comes to your friendships. Not when it comes to your hangout spots. 
don't think that you're going to be the light in a dark place by going to the club and handing out um, Gideon's Bibles. God didn't ask you to do that. So though that for me has become one principle that I use in deciding, is this a friendship or a relationship that I need to keep? Is this a bridge I need to burn? Is this a bridge I need to just, you know, kind of clip the ends so we can move on? The second scripture that I want to kind of anchor is 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 20, the amplified version that says, In a large house, there are not only vessels and objects of gold and silver, but also vessels of objects of wood and earthenware. And some are for honorable, noble or good purposes, and some are dishonorable, ignoble, or common. This does not feel good, right? So let's use an expression to kind of... Um, illustrate what this scripture is getting to. Imagine that I come into a large place and we have a whole bunch of black women and we're like, oh, black girl magic. Everybody's magic. Well, really what the Bible is saying here is that no sis, all black is not magic. Some black is just clay pots. Some black is just a cast iron pot. Some black is just black. It's not all magic, right? What is magic? Magic is when you seek to do good, you want to honor others in doing that good, and you you want to promote healthy, for me, right, healthy community, healthy relationships, healthy respect um, with boundaries. Got to remember them boundaries. For me, somebody's just a clay pot when they're either self-centered, um, overly boastful, um, preoccupied with themselves, um, not for me, right? Not You're not doing enough um, to be the light in the space that you're in. And so one of the things that people are always shocked of is that I'm very much big on women empowerment, but I do not draw near to every woman. And it is because I am not for every woman and every woman is not for me. And yes, there is a criteria for the women that I choose to draw near to and those who I choose to pull away from. And a lot of my choices and reasons in doing so is because as I pursue godly character, I want the people around me to reflect it. Now, can everybody reflect godly character at all times? No, not about perfection. But do you know the parts of your personality that are not? And that for me is a determining factor. Like I'm going to need a friend to know that they got a bad temper. I'm going to need a friend to know that they can be gossipy. I'm going to need a friend to know that they sometimes engage in poor decision making. I'm going to need a friend to know that they sometimes showcase lazy characteristics. If you don't know that about yourself, for me, you are a dangerous friend. Um, Because it says that you aren't doing nearly enough self-awareness and self-evaluation to be able to evolve on this journey with me. And I'm at a place in my life where I like to sit back and look at myself and say, all right, let's look at what just happened in that interaction. What went well? What didn't go so hot? Um, Where did you go too far? It doesn't mean that I'm not going to make the mistake again. It means that I'm going to acknowledge the mistake and then ask God to help me in that arena. Ask the Holy Spirit to help me in that arena to prompt me where I need to be prompted. When people don't show that level of self-awareness or when we um, people believe they've arrived on this journey, they not for me. Uh, because I know I haven't arrived and I know that I will keep on marching and working on arrival till kingdom come. Um, but the goal is to continue to try to improve. Not like we are, you know, running a marathon, 
well, actually this walk, this journey is a marathon. Um, but this is not about getting the gold. I'll put it that way. Um, it is about continuing to develop in godly character and becoming more and more like God every day, uh, which is so interesting because as I've been focusing on that in this season, I'm actually going to be teaching on it at my church online, um, HCC Jubilee Place um, on Facebook. You can look it up. I'll be teaching on godly character this Thursday, April 7th and next Thursday, April 14th at 7.30 p.m. to 9 p.m. It'll be live and it'll be recorded. So even if you can't catch it, um, I'm going to link to our church uh, Facebook page in the episode notes so that you can tune in this Thursday. And, and you know, if you've ever seen me teach or preach, you know that I preach from my life. I preach from my experiences because I like to tell it like I live it. So I'm going to be talking a little bit more about godly character, what prevents us from getting there and um, the decisions that we have to make, the sacrifices we have to make to pursue God um, completely. The second thing that I want to talk about today is the closed doors versus closed curtains. Um, For me, there have come times in my life that I've realized that no matter how much I love people, sometimes it's just time to close the door on the relationship. Um, I've also learned that there's a difference between a closed door, meaning we're never going back there again, or in closed curtains, meaning like we just need a little bit of privacy here. Closed doors can happen when you have really no connection, right, to those individuals. Maybe it's like a mall job or uh, friends you met in college um, that, you know, you didn't really have loose, you didn't really have close bonds with. So you don't, nothing is gained or lost by you closing that door. Like it's just, the season's up. It was nice to meet you. Nice to know you when I knew you, but closing the door. No hard feelings. For me, closed curtains um, are when I don't have a choice. So I'm going to give you an example. There are moments that I want to close the door on engaging in community at church, uh, with certain uh, communities that I engage with. But I realize that because of a person, or let's say, for example, in marriage, you can't close the door on in-laws in, in marriage. You can't close the door if you're both going to the same church and, and you're invested, right? You can't close the door if you're in a leadership role in, in an environment and you don't intend on stepping down from that leadership role. But what you can do is close a curtain, um, aka create some distance boundaries and markers um, for new ways of engaging with relationships. And an area that I think is very important to know when it's time to close the door is friendships. And knowing that every closed door in friendship doesn't have to be a negative experience. Some for me have been. Like there have been moments where I felt like people betrayed or mistreated or maligned my family and, you know, God help me. You know, maybe this is the place where I get a little bit like David, like I just have no good words for you in that moment. Um, it's best it's best and Abigail come on the scene um, so that I can have wisdom and save my Christianity. Right. Uh, just being honest. Um, so so ideally, God would want us to close doors with grace. Um, that grace might be a conversation. That grace may not be a conversation. That grace might be having closure. Closure might just be walking away. But definitely we have to know when it's time to close the door on a relationship. So how do you know it's time to close the door on a friendship? Um, when you report something fun or exciting or vice versa, and your first instinct of the other person's instinct is indifference. Close the door. Um, you don't really miss this friend or person. 
and it's been a minute since you've seen each other, maybe time to close the door. You don't really think about the person when they're not around. Um, a lot of my close relationships have, you know, mental triggers or inside jokes, songs we both like. You know, like I have friends who I could always send a meme from 13 years ago and we know exactly where we were, what we were doing and what that meme represents to us. And those are friendships that you love, right? Like even if you're not super close, there's a bond there. Other times you've just changed, right? Um, you find yourself having to be a certain way or behave a certain way when you're around that person and where you once felt a strong connection, you no longer feel that. Um, you dread time that you don't have to spend with that person. You feel like it's a drag on your time. Probably time to close the door uh, or at least close the curtain. Or you and said friend have changed a lot since you initially been, came close and you don't really have a lot in common anymore. Um, and neither of you really have the desire to support this updated direction that you're headed in. Life has just put you on different tracks. Um, it's okay to gracefully close the door. A situation where it's not so great, it was when a one-sided or a really draining experience. Meaning the relationship becomes so much work and you realize you put in a lot more effort into even trying to make it a healthy relationship than having the relationship. So for me... When I'm having more powwows with you than I'm having with my husband, it's, you got to go because I only got room for one relationship that's going to be a constant team building relationship. Any other relationship that is just going to keep going on and on and on um, with what I like to call the African family meeting, I'm done. Like no interest at all because ain't that much trying to make people see eye to eye when they're not going to see eye to eye. It's got to go. The, when the friendship is taking up too much headspace, like you're just like, oh, I didn't like that interaction. And now you're mulling over engagements, you know, um, the person invites you somewhere and just like, oh my goodness, what's going to happen there? As opposed to you being excited to come um, and just acknowledging that emotion, just saying like, yo, if you're not excited to go <laughs> and you haven't seen the person in a minute, time is probably up, right? Or how about when the relationship has actually become unhelpful? unhealthy or aka toxic to the point that you're just having a hard time um engaging in other healthy relationships because you continue to leave the door open on this relationship i'm going to give you an example i encounter a lot of women who have poor definitions of what it means to be a friend um, i find myself frequently shocked by what people will accept in friendship um, and in turn who they become in friendships and I have decided that like, yo, I'm not about to be Build-A-Bear for the people who are my friends. I can be Build-A-Bear in ministry, but I cannot be Build-A-Bear in ministry. Uh, I'm in friendship. If I find that after getting to know you that there's something broken, right? Something deeply broken in the way you define friend. Um, that's not my job. I'll never forget watching this video where T.D. Jakes and Oprah were talking about being a gallant-sized person and choosing gallant-sized friends or and, and loving gallant-sized people or surrounding yourself with that. And um, someone in the audience asked a question about, you know, love that she was giving in a particular arena that was never given back um, to her. It was, I think, like a parental relationship. And... I remember Oprah and T.D. Jakes embracing this woman and saying is that the issue is that you had a gallon size of love and you were trying to give it to a pint-sized person. They don't have room for it. 
Everybody doesn't love on the same level, and that's okay. Everyone doesn't love as deeply, that's okay. Some people believe they're loving deeply and they're not, right? And no, no one's perfect on the love walk, but for me, if I have to think twice about sharing something with a friend, if I have to think twice about giving um, to a friend because I don't know if they're going to take advantage of it, if I have to think twice about whether we are in a healthy relationship or a rival relationship, if I have to think twice about whether what I'm sharing with you will become gossip, um, if I have to think twice about whether or not you're being phony to me, then I can't do it. I just can't. Yo, too much is going on. My life is too busy. Um, I got too much on the plate. This cannot be the thing on my brain. <laughs> so I will just let it go. And, you know, I think most people who know me are always shocked by how easily I can let bonds go um, when I feel like, well, this doesn't serve where I'm going or who I'm intended to be. I will admit that I am working on closing those connections with grace and a little bit of empathy. But sometimes I'm just like, listen, um, I, I come from a family of eight I'm a middle child. And one thing you need to know is like middle children in general, like their own space, they tend to be a little bit rebellious. So for me, my middle child syndrome manifests is when it just gets too much. I just, I just cut out. I'm like, bye. It ain't that deep because I come from a family of eight, right? So I have these eight built-in friends who I can't close the door on. We always going to have to find a way to make it work. I do not have room in my life with the kind of sibling bonds that I have to be keeping one side or draining experiences that are not essential to the bottom line. That's just the truth. Um, And so I am learning, however, um, that just because something is a draining relationship doesn't mean that God is giving me the release to close a door. Sometimes God is trying to teach me healthy boundaries, um, approaching relationships differently, um, closing connections with grace and still being able to leave people with, I guess, fond feelings. Um, And it's a work in progress. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, But I think some tips for closing some relationships with grace is um, giving them the gift of empathy, right? Like most recently, um, God has instructed me to stop helping or supporting a certain kind of person. And even in the process of that, the Holy Spirit helped me to understand that you have to understand that this person is still struggling, um, but it's not your job to help them out of that struggle. And so for your health, um, for your well-being, you have to create distance. You cannot be teacher and mentor and support here. Close the door. All right. And, you know, I still engage with that person lightly, but in my heart, there's a certain depth that is closed. The next thing is how do we avoid like hurting people, right? This is really good. (laughs) We want to avoid icing people out, which can I be honest with you? I'm very good at icing people out. My energy does that. Um, You want to avoid initiating confrontation with you statements something I've also done in the past Um, if I felt like somebody did something and my instinct tells me that they did it I'm just gonna tell them you did x and I'm done with you because why Um, that I have learned that girl that will create way more issues in you than necessary sometimes it's just not necessary at all Um, if being passive aggressive for me is really not my preferred energy. Um, but I learned that 
a lot of people are not for direct conversations in that way. And so you don't have to give it, right? Like, don't give people something they don't want. Um, Don't give them a side of you that they can't handle. It's just not necessary. It's not going to be fruitful for them, not going to be fruitful for you. And what I've learned is that sometimes it drags out the engagement and interaction way longer than it needs to. Um, And then you may have regrets and you apologize for stuff, not because you're like actually sorry, but just because you want to move on. Because I've also had to do that in the past. A couple alternatives is, you know, just gradually fading out relationships, right? Not ghosting, but just gradually cutting off contact, keeping the phone calls and text messages short, Um, you know, avoid giving any hints that there's going to be further contact or, um, oh yeah, let's get, you probably don't want to be like, let's grab lunch if you're trying to transition out of a relationship. You probably just want to say, I wish you well, right? (laughs) Um, It's just not trying to have a messy confrontation. And the thing with me is historically, I can be very confrontational and straightforward. And I'm just learning that like, sis, it ain't even necessary, all that energy. I need that energy for other things in my life, right? So just moving forward and saying, yeah, be blessed. When I start saying be blessed, be well, a curtain or a door has closed somewhere. Um, And when you can, depending on the depth of relationship, you know, having an honest conversation. Um, That takes a lot for both parties to be able to have that honest conversation. Um, And everybody can't. And so if you feel like you're dealing with somebody who can't, it's just best to close the chapter in the most graceful way you know possible. And I've learned that the most graceful way I know how is when I ask Jesus how to do it first. Um, He really has been helping me with wisdom in this area of saying like, when I tell you someone is no longer for your life, that is not licensed for you to be abrupt, right? It's not licensed to be abrasive. It is a cue that I want your heart to move away from this space, um, whether it be for a season or permanently, um, so that you can make room for other relationships because your time is limited. Now, I will also say um, that there have been moments and seasons where God has told me that, or the Holy Spirit has prompted me and said, like, well, this is a person that you really um, need to make more room, room for because I know how the relationship can be a blessing to you and vice versa, and I need you to make room. If I am a person of finality, if I'm a person that believes in final burned bridges and locked doors that are like the chokey that don't open, I may not make room for those things. Um, but I am learning prayerfully, and let me tell you, not without fasting, to keep some doors cracked, right? Or keep some, or keep some doors locked, but not a deadbolt lock. Keep a curtain, um, because life changes and people change, and just like I'm evolving, other people are evolving, um, and it doesn't have to look the way that I need it to look for God to say that it's a necessary relationship. So this goes to me praying prayers where I'm saying, Lord, um, I want the friends that you choose for me, right? And then God starts presenting people. And I'm like, what? I don't want to be friends with that person like that. Or me really loving someone and God saying, no, but this person's not a friend. Um, And this is why. Um, Through prayer, through meditation, through Bible study, realizing like, oh, this person really is doing things that are that are not supportive to where God is taking me and also having to accept that. 
Um, so in the process of that, there have been bridges that have had to burn. There have been doors that have had to close. Um, there have been curtains that I've had to put up. Um, that didn't always feel good even to me. Um, but when I look in this season, what I am asking for is for the grace to do it well. The grace to do it in a way that honors God. And so um, that's how we're closing off this season. I hope that in these coming months, as spring blooms, as summer comes, that you are able to get outside. My goal is to get outside, um, to engage with some of the women of the Easy Breezy Life in person through their through their events, through celebrating them, through just one-on-one time together really in this next season because again i'm taking it easy so ain't gonna be no ain't gonna be no major events coming out of me trust me won't be no public gatherings this summer um not from side of star and not from asada in real life um but uh at least um i want to be able to spend some time with the women who fill my heart and i just want to thank everyone who participated with the easy breezy book club every time i think i'm coming to pour out god pours into me through the women of this community and um i'm grateful for y'all if you didn't catch that, I want you to stay tuned for the newsletter this week where I'm going to be sharing some ways to take care of our mental health or as Michelle Williams says in her book, to check in. I love you. God bless you. And I shall see you at the end of the summer. Be blessed, sis.